Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. I do have a little bit of a cold. I don't know what you guys are like down, oh, down up north, but we are in the midst of a quite a spectacular thunderstorm. Um, what is it like up in Lincolnshire, Hannah? Um, How is bad. weather? I mean, there's no sunshine, but it's still quite warm here. It looks quite nice. I was watching the cricket there at uh manchester today and it looks quite nice at the moment uh my computer is now telling me it's raining now which is quite helpful um and ian how is everything in in uh in grimsby you look like you are laid out on some sort of love island chaise long this is my uh, chaise long by the way but is my nickname as well so um no i am currently laid on my bed because my back is playing up so i've basically just managed to uh, grab the laptop and join tonight is it? It's a very, it's a very towy-like looking headboard. Are they like what? Are, are they like crystals in the in the headboard? Then yeah, so Swarovski crystals or whatever they pronounce those. No, they're just they're not Swarovski crystals. <laughs> Chandelier up on the ceiling in here as well. <laughs> oh. ah. And while that Bruce looks like he's about to start his eleventh conference call of the afternoon. How is everything your end? We've gone, you, you've, you're occasionally now starting to update the background, which is quite appreciative. Mine doesn't, uh, mine isn't so modern. What, which away shirt have we got there? That is one that I would probably associate with Bradley Allen. Your man, Pal, your, your man, Alan Powton, um, wore it as well, didn't he? Around that time. Um, I'm all right, thank you. All right, yeah. it's uh, sun's just poking through on the costa. Um, what time is it? Ten past five. The the trains will be full of Yorkies going home, and some staying because they've come foot week. And no, I'm all lot, right, thank you. Lot of lot of um, lot of burning red uh, bald spots on those trains home. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, please. I, I don't want to talk about hair. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm only like five years away from looking like you. I can't. <laughs> it's um. I'm glad I'm six foot three because no one can see it unless you've got a drone. Um, right. So I guess, I mean, we've had a relatively quiet week. This is this is the worry that I thought was going to happen. We're going to have no content. There's no rambling statements. There's no ideas to launch a Brexit party announcement. And there's no sort of, you know, flotilla of boats out in the Humber uh, sponsored by John Fenty to get rid of both the uh, the grass on the beach and also immigrants coming uh, across from the channel. Um, it's been a relatively steady one. We've got to really start. I know we've got the Mansfield game to discuss, but yesterday, those of, some of you on here were quite lucky to get home. I think, did you all go? Yeah. Oh, I hate you all. Um, so back at BP, uh, Hannah, what was it like to get back in there? Um, get I'll get all your thoughts from everybody because... Um, I, I'm going to have to live through you all, like a like a father play watching his talented son play football. Yeah, it was great. It, it was like we haven't been away, to be honest. Um, I actually went with my dad instead of Hugh um, yesterday, which was lovely. Because is he still not? Is he still not got over Wales getting knocked out of the Euros? <laughs> no, he's still sulking. But but yeah, it was really nice, and I took my dad in the pontoon for. I think it was the first time he'd been in there since. I know 20, 30 years ago, so he really enjoyed that. What was it? Um, what was the what was the barrier like? The 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 upper Findus barrier looks very Tate Modern for us. 
yeah, impressive to look at. Um, looked really good. You can actually see the near touchline now. We 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 we, 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 we went in the upper yesterday because it was a tenner, and you could wherever you went, and um, yeah, it was it was mighty impressive. I don't know who. I know they've they've gone around and they've looked at things and they've they've improved things and things that could be changed. But I would never have thought of doing that. I don't know who's wandered around and said, you know what, get rid of that metal barrier, get them three three rows so they're not restricted view, and let them see the touchline. I don't know who thought of that, but that's mighty impressive. They've got a hell of a job on doing it to the main stand. <laughs> the problem is we would beforehand we would have done it but then no one would have cleaned it and then give it sort of six months and it had been full of algae and moss and bird uh, shit yeah exactly um ian how was it going back home and um did it did it smell the same it had been cleaned <laughs> <laughs> no i was in the upper findus like bruce as well and and it made a massive difference not having to try and stand up in your seats to be able to see the near touchline whenever anybody went down there was it that big a deal i'm i i'm not an, often that of a frequenter to the upper only when i get posh tickets but um, <laughs> anything down twice. on the touchline anything down on the touchline before you couldn't really see the ball you might have been lucky to be able to see the the shoulders and the head of the uh, the player down there. Okay. Um, but uh, yesterday, I mean, obviously it's got a bit of a, a bar at the top of it, which, but honestly, massive, massive improvement. Um, and yeah, fair play because obviously with the opening of the trust bar as well, it's it's looking promising for improving everything, getting more people back into the ground. And I think by the looks of it, people hung around for about a good three or four hours yesterday, Bruce. I think you stayed for quite a while, didn't you? As long as I could get away with. Yeah. You, you sent a picture into the WhatsApp group which said the fan zone and all it was was a picture of a pint. <laughs> well, there was there was some stuff behind it. it there was some stuff behind it. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit. But the fan, yeah, the fan zone was, was great. Um, that's, but... that's the most important thing. So the football stuff can wait. Like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, the fans. What the was fan the food zone... like? What was my, the beer my, like? My Blundell Park experience yesterday was a perfectly straightforward ticket office transaction. Um, lovely to go back in the ground. It even seemed weird going through the turnstile and your ticket clicking, and that felt like I'd not done that for forever. Is the uh, uh, is the club shop door still a pain in the ass to open? No, because you just got to read the label. One says push and one says pull. I'm and, sorry, uh, but even I mean, jokes. It's still a it's still a pain in the ass that door to open. I've never I, noticed that, mate. No, you're going to watch it now. Yeah, you'll watch it now. Anyway, but, go yeah, ahead. but yeah, so um, that was great. Um, Maisie and I were hungry, so we were going to purchase some food, walked up to the snack bar and was confronted with an empty pucker pie oven, which uh, completely threw me. Uh, there were uh, some scotch eggs laid on the counter, well, on, on a plate, obviously, um, some pork pies and uh, what else was there? Oh, some slices of sausage roll. So we plumped for the uh, sausage roll, which looked nice, and, and the two pieces of sausage roll was £6, and I nearly, I nearly fell over, but... Once we sat down in the bar and ate it, it was worth every penny because you used to pay three or four quid for a crappy burger. And the, the, I think, I don't know whether it was a one-off or a permanent thing, but it was society on the high street. Their kitchen had taken over. Um, and like I say, at first I thought that's expensive, but actually it was quite a big chunk that me and Maisie got of the sausage roll and it was nice. Um, and then obviously back in the ground, like Hannah says, it was weird at first. It was like I haven't been here for ages, and then two minutes later, I've never been away. Uh, but when you, it's a long, long time, isn't it? It's something like sixteen months or something since we've been in there. Um, 
it was just great. Everyone just had smiles on their faces and the team played well and, and the fan zone after. Yes, it's not finished, but you can see what they're, what they're aiming for. They had Rob Bywater and another lad, um, a, a local singer, uh, singing some indie stuff. And it was just like, it was just miles removed from anything that I've ever experienced at Blundell Park. And they're only going to open before the games, but I think if they can, it'd be nice to open after games in the summer, certainly in the summer months, because it was a really nice, it was just like being outside a modern bar, um, you know, with a bit of, bit of music on and people were eating street food and burger, beast burger and, you know, the stuff that they were buying from the snack bars and Doc's beers was flowing. And yeah, it was great. It was great, mate. It was really good. I'm, look, I'm lucky that you missed it. Uh, it's okay. Beast Burgers. I'm quite lucky being in Kilby. They're they're in the King's Head every week, so you know, it's not a it's not a bad. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's um it's it's quite a nice thing. Then it's it's all going in, and I mean, the only time I've ever seen anything like that is I went to Larn and they had the um they had like a singer out there. I mean, we went to an evening game. I didn't leave till half eleven because they had live music and and the beers were in. Players came in afterwards because you know it's the Northern Ireland League. It's not you know. <laughs> it's not the championship or anything and um yeah it's, it it went really well and it can only be good for the money in the community as well it gives them a place to to go um anybody else got anything i mean the food looked incredible on what it was but was it really six, what six quid each for a sausage roll no six pound for the two. Oh, fine okay oh that's yeah. all right then there were just <laughs> there, there were slices but like i say i i at first i thought that's great and then i thought about it and when i sat down with my pint and it was it was to be fair. It was cracking with with a pint. It was uh, maybe demolished hers, and then had a had a hot dog later that looked very nice as well. Um, that was well. massive. That was, it was it was when it? it was about a foot long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was from the same place. I, I didn't realize they had. A, I didn't realize when I walked. She got up, all her legs or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's got. If she is, that's probably where all most of my money disappears. But uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, no, it was it was good. It was good, and it was good to see. And in the fan zone, um, obviously, you know, going for as long as I have, and well, I know, you know, all of all of us really, you see faces from away games and home games, and you've got people that you say hi to, and everyone's your mate, and and there was just so much mingling going on in the fan, you know, in the fan zone. Sorry, of people just chatting to people that they'd not seen for probably a year and a bit, and you know, people that have built up friendships only through only through football over a long period of time, and. And it was just we sat back, and there's a little. Um, the, the second, the docks have got the the first um, uh, container unit, um, with which they serve beer from half, and then they're going to serve food out of both sides of it, so you can get food from them during the game. Uh, that the, the, the both sides of it, so the side that sort of faces the Findus lower and upper, um, there's two hatches. So I don't think they do food at the moment particularly. So it'd be interesting to see. I spoke to a couple of the trust board members and they were saying that they're excited to see what they're going to do. Um, and that was, that was great. And then there's, there's a, there's a sort of, there's a, there's one unit that's had the side cut off. That's got some seating in and Maisie and I, and my mates just sort of generally sat around there. And it was just nice just to watch people doing normal stuff. Just, just enjoying seeing each other. It was really good. That sounds too, it sounds too good to be true. Hannah, what were your thoughts on it? It's a good one for, because they, they kind of go for family friendly. And I know Bruce has got a young one as well. Um, what are you thinking as, as a, as a mum as well? Cause I'm thinking for my little lad, is that the place sort of that they can go to and, and chill out? Is there anything for them to do? Yeah, I reckon so. I mean, there's face painting and um, I think there's more bits and bobs going to, going to appear as well. 
uh, we just popped our head in at the end because uh, we had other places to be and the queue was quite long, but I mean, great that loads of people wanted to use it. Um, but yeah, it looked good for a start and can't wait to see what else they're putting in there. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks awesome. Anyone got anything to add to that part of it? I guess the ticketing stuff went well as well. That was its first real test. Um, from what I could tell by Sam on Twitter, he was um, papping it, for want of a better word. Uh, but it seemed to go without a hitch. I mean, we should probably talk about the football. Uh, 1-0 defeat to Rotherham. Um, I, I mean, 10 years, well, not even 10 years ago now, would it have been 20 years ago? That would have been a shame of a result. But from what I could see from reactions on Twitter... Everyone was relatively happy with the performance and the games went well. Slightly disappointed there was no sort of 90th minute penalty for Maka to put away. I think that's disgusting uh, and, and, and that needs sort of giving an, a, an FA inquiry. But um, how did we all play? I heard that um, Ben Fox and, and Erico Souza was getting a, lot of, um, getting a lot of support on Twitter and online. Um, anyone got any thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, it was really good to watch. And like you said, Sousa and, and Fox, they were incredible. Um, I really enjoyed watching Long King as well. I thought he, um, you know, he brought something to the back that we haven't had in a while. Um, but yeah, there was lots of promising signs. And and also you could see maybe a few gaps where, that we need to fill as well. Ian, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I thought yesterday the whole midfield three of um, Coke, Clifton and Fox all looked excellent. And uh, obviously playing a game up against a team that a lot of those Rotherham players would have been around last year when they were in the championship. Um, and they did very, very well. There was a couple of very nice pings out to the right wing as well from Clifton at different points. Um, Sousa looks excellent uh, and hopefully he keeps up that kind of form because... Generally, he was pulling off a lot of tricks and flicks, but they weren't necessarily just for showboating. They were actually deliberately to beat men. So um, he could be massive next year for us in the conference. How good was that one in front of the dugout, mate? Where he, where he, he, uh, he, 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 he flicked it over somebody's head, Alex. It was just, it was, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but I haven't, I haven't looked at them yet. But I watched it the looked, first it looked, 20 minutes. It looked sensational. He, he, he did something, he did a, I can't remember whether he did some sort of drag back or something. And the guy come towards him and he just flicked it over his head. Like, like, like Ian says, it was a trick, but it was a trick that got him through. And I can't remember whether he got tugged back and got a free kick or something, but it, it led to, it led to something. It was, it was good. Sorry, Ian, carry on. No, no, yes. No, you're f- bang on, Bruce, because. To be fair, I was going to say with Sousa as well, the thing that, unlike a lot of players that I think we've seen probably champion, um, conference and League Two over the last uh, few years, been the ones that generally have had the tricks and flicks have also then not had any work rate to back it up. Uh, definitely had that. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely had that. There was a few times where Rotherham looked to break down his side and he was chasing back and putting in tackles and wasn't afraid to get stuck in as well at the same time. Um Honestly, yesterday, couldn't have said a bad word about anybody in that starting eleven. Um, everybody, there's a couple of them that, obviously, we are still relatively early into pre-season, but there's a couple of them still get a bit of fitness up, but everybody in that side's got something to give. But I think the two that you'd pick out definitely would be, be Fox and Sousa. What did, what did Max Wright look like? I... Uh, I'll be honest, he didn't really get into the game, I don't think. But then he came on at half time, and probably about 15 minutes later, we started making changes. Uh, and there was a lot of the youth team started to come on, which made it tough for him. 
I would say the same probably for people like Spokes and Sears when they came on. It was tough for them to really get going because with the best one in the world, they were playing with the youth players. Um, and it, it's it maybe a little bit unfair to judge them based on that at that point in time. It became disjointed, didn't it? Only the last sort of 20 minutes, but it, it became yeah, it got a bit disjointed with all the substitutions that both teams made. Until, like you say, until 70 minutes, it was a, uh, it was a really good game. And I, and I don't think if we'd have kept our, you know, if we'd have kept our stronger team, I don't, it was a scruffy goal that we conceded. I think we'd have got it clear probably if, it, if we'd have been the, the players that started the game or even the ones that came on early in the second half. What are we, um, obviously we're, not much to be said for three games into a pre-season. I mean, it's two times, <laughs> well, we all know how many more it is than last season, but um, are we seeing any differences to the Hurst sides we've been used to? Now it's his sort of team. Is this still a team that is sort of, Builds from the back and is and is and is keeping its shape and is very disciplined. That sounds like there might be a little bit more flair in there. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm happy to throw it out to anybody. I thought it was a little bit of a surprise when we lined up straight away four three three, because when I was looking at the team to begin with, I wondered if he was going to play Clifton on one of the wings. Um, so when we went straight into four three three, that was a little bit of a surprise and probably gave uh, Sousa a bit more room to work in, knowing that he had somebody extra to shuffle, shuttle over, which actually, for the most part, was Ben Fox shuttling over to cover him behind him. Um, I actually thought, to be fair, you say about building from the back and things under Hurst, I thought there was a bit more evidence of that than normal. There was a few times where some town fans around me were getting the jitters because Macca was being brought into it under pressure. Uh, and in the main, coped with it well. But uh, if that's a sign of things to come, then um, I think against players of a lower standard, that can only work out well in our favour because it certainly looked to drag Rotherham up the pitch a little bit as well. I thought they, um, I thought, like you say, Giles Cope was often key to those little bits of playing out from the back. Um, and he he just sort of dropped, he, he just basically played the whole game around the centre circle and sort of, Back to and, and then and then sort of halfway into our half and but what he does is just have, brings a composure and a quality to it that that you can see is a class above and he for a, for an older player he got a couple of he got clouted a couple of times and he dusted himself down and he got up and I don't know how he is today but he he you know he carried on I think he's he's going to be key um, because he's just got that little bit of composure and the ball comes to him under pressure and he, he, he just he just does things a little bit just a fraction quicker than other players in the squad was and that's no discredit to them that's just the quality that he has um and we also thought um Ian and Hannah I mean we also thought that uh, uh McAtee looked neat and tidy up front I thought the touch I thought their the touches were were good none of the forwards when it went into them did it bounce off like Sousa's first touch was quality. He dragged it down out the air a few times and, and his first touch was good. But we also thought that McAtee was tidy. The only thing that I thought we were missing, which I think we all know, is that goal scorer. A couple of times, I thought we put some decent balls in the box and there was not enough bodies in there. There was not a, that centre forward, that that player that just was looking to get his toe end onto a cross or his head onto a cross. Um, but uh, but no, it was. I agree with the other two. It was, it was very promising for you know two and a half three games in I thought as well um that Waterfall looked really solid like he seemed to have a bit more confidence back and obviously it's just one game but perhaps this is like a clean sheet for him and and he'll go on to have a better season 
I mean, the best one for a while. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I thought he looked like he'd lost weight, Hannah. He looked, he looked better. He looked, I thought he looked in better shape. Um, yeah. Maybe it's the fact that he's had three preseason games, but um, he. But there's a player in there, isn't he? You know, we weren't all slating him when under Holloway when we won at Scunny and that. He was he was a key component of a centre back pairing that was doing quite well in League Two. So there is a player in there. He, he just looked absolutely devoid of confidence last year and looked like he'd suffered more than most. But but yeah, I I I, I you know, if I'm honest, I would have wanted him out the door. Um, but I think if you trust Paul Hurst, you know the the the, the players that are in there, you know the likes of Luke Spokes and. All right, he's a young player coming through and waterfall and people like that that were fringe players and Scannell as well. You know, he, he's not he's not put them on he's not tossed them on the scrap heap. Um he he thinks there's something to work with with those players. I think that's really interesting, the likes of Scannell. We might touch on Ira Jackson Jr. later as well, but um there's I, I can only trust Hurst's uh, I don't think there's a better judge of character when it comes to football in, in the lower leagues anyway. Um, I guess the, the only real other question we've got from the game is how did the pitch look and, 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 and how cool did the, did anyone do a ooh when the water sprinklers were turned on or anything like that in half time? Are we also doing that sort of thing where we only water our side of the pitch? Well, and then we don't water the corners to slow it down when it goes into them. I assume the grass is longer there as well, yeah? We go Absolutely, Cambridge yeah. United, yeah? <laughs> I thought the pitch looked a little slow yesterday. It looked very green, um, and but I, I don't know whether the grass is a bit long because, you know, they're still they're still treating it and trying to get it into pristine condition. But we, we commented a couple of times that we thought it looked a little slow. I could say whether that's deliberate because they don't want it running away from people in pre-season or, or maybe that's too complicated. But, um, but yeah, it looks very green and... And yeah, good. Is it a day one pitch? Is it Bruce? A bit of green on the top to get the ball. I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was ready for day one yet. I don't think it was. (laughs) I don't think it was quite how we would have seen it early. Uh, No, it's not. It's not ready yet. He's got. He's got another. He's got another five weeks, hasn't he, till the first home game? Um. Well, did this? I assume the sprinklers looked good, and I no wooing. Then I'd have been the one that went. I'd have been. Oh, that's nice. As they turn them on at halftime and destroy the kids have been all over Twitter, all over track to watch and <clears throat> all sorts of bits and pieces. So I can fully imagine that you were. <laughs> I've been it, wanting to know the PSI of sort of how it's released and everything. I didn't see the sprinklers at half time, and I'm guessing that Ian didn't either. I was in the bar. So I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> Hannah with her dad in the pontoon. I don't know whether they were, they were, they were with Sid wheelhouse or not, but I, I didn't see them, mate. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, we saw them. Um, I, I don't know much about sprinklers, but they looked good. Um, I didn't, okay. I didn't. Ooh, but um, yeah, they. One of them came up in the middle of where the two goalies were warming up, um, and then the other, the opposite side. But yeah, surely, they, they rotated and seemed nice. <laughs> surely, surely, you you had the, exactly the right person with irrigation and stuff to uh, be telling you all about the distribution of water to uh, crops, wouldn't you? Think, wouldn't you? I mean, that would. Uh, your dad was, yeah. was was he not was he not impressed? Uh, to be honest, the only comment he made was that they were literally going right across the goalkeepers trying to warm up and um, it was a bit strange to see. There's got to be a lot of room for shithousery with these sprinklers now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they are. We'll get your dad and Henry on. They can do an exclusive podcast on the irrigation systems and and, and what they think is the is the best and they can do an hour-long session on that. Um, we'll wait I, for the... We'll, we'll, sorry, We'll, we'll wait for the first the, the pissed up fan that comes out of the pontoon for the Weymouth game, won't we? In a, in a mankini or something under the sprinklers. 
Oh, isn't that? I can remember a video, isn't there? Someone who tries to invade a pitch. I think he looks like in America or something. And then they slip over. And as they get up, they get a, a full volley of water in their face, point, point blank. So I'm kind of hoping that's going to happen. RNT. There's, there's one of a few years back at Anfield where the sprinkler malfunctioned and just turned towards the stand. Um, and there's a video out there of a very annoyed scouser with a, uh, a coat on, just stood there with water soaking down and just stood there going like that like looking going and you're just thinking well move mate it's like it's water you can see it's hitting you but yeah for about five minutes just stood under the sprinkler looking at the stewards and shrugging his shoulders expecting them to do something about it sprinkler watch will be <clears> back <throat> next week as we if, we, if we'd have had sprinklers under the old regime they'd have regularly turned around to the fans wouldn't they <laughs> If it was our old you, you could just you could just see them, can't you, Mr. No. Mr. Fancy, Mr. Fancy, and Mr. Day out with a screwdriver and 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 uh, adjusting adjusting it. So it, it got over the main stand roof, mind. But it, like, they, they, they'd have tried say, to face us. The problem with the old regime is it'd have missed. Uh, <laughs> they'd have tried, and then it'd have ended. Somehow the sprinklers would be dishing out fire by accident or something. Would have had, um, would have had, would have had our top goal scorer, wouldn't we, crippled and taken out for the season with a career-ending injury because he'd he'd got a he got a rusty a rusty sprinkler end in his knee or something. I guess I and I guess then we've we got to talk to who was it we played next Mansfield, wasn't it? A couple of bookings in this in a friendly. Hewitt got booked. There was a there was a tasty challenge from the other uh, Mansfield guy that got booked. I'm not sure if any of you were able to to watch any of the any of the footage, but it looked relatively positive as well. Ben Fox is getting a lot of praise and that raking ball that he can pull to, to switch the play um, seems to be, seems to be pretty useful. I mean, surely Hurst is looking at another physical f- force up front um, because I reckon we're going to be putting a hell of a lot of crosses into the box next season, the way that we can spread it and, and, and the width that sort of, Fete looks like he gets forward quite a lot and is, is quite happy to get to the byline. Um, I'm not sure. Did anybody else watch any of the Mansfield stuff? I was pleasantly impressed with it and I thought we played really well. Yeah, Bruce. It was a lot better, actually. It was only five minutes highlights. So I, I think I think so. It was uh, yeah, it was all right. It looked like you say it looked neat and tidy. Um, Fox, Fox, as we noticed yesterday, doesn't mind a tackle. Um, he gets stuck in and he's big and strong. Um, and it, it was his tackle, I think, that led to that, that sort of led to the ball going through to Sousa for the only goal of the game. But I mean, a clean sheet against the League Two team only conceded yesterday when we um, when we made all the changes. I think defensively we'll be solid. You know, we just that number seven and that number nine that are uh, that are free in the squad list just look look key to our season. I think for me. And we've got to really be on it for the start of the season. I mean, looking at the fixtures we've got coming up, we we have got some tough tests straight away. You've got Bromley, who performed obviously quite well last season. Weymouth, not so much, but obviously um, they're going to be coming to the ground and, and FA Cup final cliches. And I'm sure Tom's there with his tin pot clacks and ready to go. Then you've got Stockport away. Then you've got Barnet at home. Then Torquay, Wrexham and Eastleigh. So it's a massive test, those first few games. So we've really got to be on it. We know exactly how quickly it is it's and it's amazing how quickly we've all got to change our mindset we've got to get to a point now where we're looking at we got to win this league to get out of it so you, you're having to aim for what 100 points what was it that sort of got with a 85 was it 86 i think it was but 100 like 100 plus points is not out of the realms of um possibilities in 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 this league um let's the only thing i can talk about now is we've got to talk rumors because it makes me it makes me laugh. 
Um, Hannah is on a watch of uh, people's comings and goings, in particular north uh, northern Lincolnshire towns, in case anybody comes. The rumours coming around are that, uh, please, did I get the, this name right? Tishmanga was the guy that was on... Um, was on uh is on the fishy and on social media. Why are we talking about the fishy? I'm not sure. Um uh but um they were they were asking he's quite well wanted. I'd be surprised if he comes here, but we've obviously got the number seven and number nine shirt still to fill. Has anyone seen him in 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 performance if he was ever to come here? What are the likelihoods? Anybody heard any gossip that we can talk about? It sounds like he's been here for talks, one of my mates Reckons that he's seen him at Millfields in the oh. Robbie Fowler suite. Um, so Wait, yeah, spotted. What do you have? <laughs> Don't know, mate. Squash racket. Yeah, squash, squashing a bit of gym. Um, and then the other one, I guess, is Charles Vernon. The rumours are abound that he might be coming to fill that number seven jersey. Um, we've had everything from his 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 missus has got back to her old job, and uh, that he's he's back in the town. Um, from what I know is he already lived locally anyway, but um, he played 25 minutes for Bradford. Um, is the likelihood that Charles would come back from the rumours we hear is that he's quite keen to do so, but whether Ryan, has Ryan Sparks forgiven us? I haven't got a clue if he will, but it would be amazing if he did. I mean, I know he only moved to Lincoln when he left, so he has always been quite local. Um, but yeah, I mean... Wouldn't it be great? Imagine. Imagine if we had him back. I'd be so pleased. Your dad could car share with him. <laughs> Take him to away games. It's weird because when I was like at top end of secondary school, he was just starting in year seven. And it's so weird to see him like a man now. And, you know, I'm getting on. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh <laughs> You're the youngest on the podcast. We can't talk like that. You well, you say that, but Ian said, oh, God. Ian said earlier on that a 26-year-old was old, and I'm 27, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. Then you in footballing terms, Hannah, in footballing terms. <laughs> in my day. Um, I mean, we got quite a few big... I mean, the, there's a lot to say about rumours. I mean, hey, I love them. Um, and and hopefully, I mean, I'm quite happy for Tishmanga and Bogle to fight out in an arm wrestle for the number nine shirt. Um, maybe it's been left over for Pouton, Bruce. Is he? Um, maybe maybe that's what the number seven shirt's left for. Yeah, it might have to be an impact sub. I think judging when from 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 Hell the of an impact from the from the conversations I've had with him on WhatsApp to uh, arranging the podcast. Uh, oh, sorry, the interview. He's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure he'll be ripping it up for broadly for long. Ah, uh, I'll still be there. Big pouting flag. <laughs> I, I'm still. I'm still hopeful that the. I mean, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm miles wide of the mark, but I'm still hopeful that the pontoon and the main stand might not be enough. They, they keep saying they're only opening the pontoon and the main. And when I mean, what's the what's the don't the main hold about 1900? Is the pontoon about? It's only about 800, isn't it, or something? 1200, I think. For Is it 1200? Yeah. So no. it's not. So yeah, good. What's, what's that? Three, yeah, three thousand in it, just over. It might be. We we, we only got three thousand of Macca's friendly, but maybe I'm being all all old and nostalgic. Are we? Um, we are we going to get a bit of a bump of reality that Rotherham's five hundred is going to be one of the highest away attendances we get next season? Um, I don't see many other teams beating it. Maybe Chesterfield and maybe, um, maybe 
Stockport. Stockport. What's their following like? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, um, to, to be the, fair, though, mate, in League Two, how many times did that get beaten? Uh, yeah, we occasionally did. We two or three, Scunny, occasionally. Mansfield, Scunny, uh, and then whoever was at the top. Oldham used to bring a fair bit, didn't they? Because they've got nothing else to do in Oldham. Um, um, I, think, I guess. I put, uh, going back to the signings, number seven and number nine, I know I keep saying it, but they're the two marquee signings you expect from a team, don't you? So it would we would then assume that the two big signings to get us excited who, who or who are the main part of Hurst's plans for going forward are going to fill those shirts. So do you think, do you think he's also worried about Taylor? I know he's talking that the both Taylor and Lenny are likely to be back at the start of the season, but are we are we thinking that he may now be looking for an additional striker given the fragility of those two? I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but I think bearing in mind that yesterday by about 75, 80 minutes, we changed everybody that had started and it was probably seven youth teamers. I think there's and not just the seven and nine for the Marquis Islands. I think there'll be uh, a fair few others uh, perhaps come in with a bit of maybe versatility about them and uh, not a name that people will think back to maybe too fondly, but a bit like Parslow where they can fill a few positions and are useful coming off the bench. Oh, well, right. Okay. I guess that's, we got questions then is unless anybody else has got anything to add it feels really quick today in the your um have you mentioned your internet mariners recruitment yeah yeah go ahead yeah so <clears throat> the internet mariners we're looking to um really kick off again uh it's been a couple of years since we've played properly mainly because of covid in fairness um although we were we're at uh, the national tournament uh, a couple of weekends ago um Basically, with the Internet Mariners, we travel up and down the country. We'll play uh, other fans' teams. The idea is we play in the morning and then uh, go on to the game in the afternoon. But there'll be games around uh, Grimsby Cleethorpe's area as well. Uh, the only thing I can really tell you about the Internet Mariners is that, yeah, we want to go out and win the games, but it's not the be-all and end-all. The thing with the, the Internets and the IFA League that we play in is that it's just about going out there and enjoying the football. Um, so it doesn't matter what age, what level of ability, what kind of fitness you are. It's all rolling subs. It's all very, what I can only term as gentlemanly at the moment. So if you are interested in playing, drop us a message and it's the Twitter account is at IMIFC. Um, and hopefully you can see from there the things that we'll do. And if you've got any questions about the team, just give us a shout. But basically, we're just looking for some regulars to join us and get involved. And uh, hopefully we can start getting some fixtures going again. I know, I know when I played a couple of times for them many years ago, sometimes you'd have exiles that you were in their area, you know, and they, a couple of them would come down or something like that, which is which is nice. So it doesn't, you know, people don't want to be put off by the fact that they live in Aldershot or something, do they? You know, they just... Uh... Anywhere, you know, anywhere, anywhere. There's games all over the place, isn't there? And they can they can just play once a season, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what we'll be looking I'm to do is I'm not playing. That's a good nobody, thing. That's all right. Nobody <laughs> needs that comedy. Um, a, a few years ago, Bruce, you're absolutely bang on. We played Leighton Orient, and we had I think five people join us that were exiles to play in the game. Um, so even if you just wanted to follow um the IMI FC Twitter account. And then we'll post when we've got games in your area. And even if you just wanted to come along as a one-off or 
There's obviously quite a lot of Southern-based games this year, so hopefully we'll have a few as well. And uh, you're welcome to come along for a rolling appearance because mine will definitely be rolling now when I make them. That's a fat joke. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's glad to see this going. Are you going to be getting a few players? Are you going to got a few teams that are coming? Is it going to be National League teams you're playing? Or do you pick, basically pick up anyone locally that will, will have you? Basically, it's anybody that's in the league that we'll pick up and play against. So, for example, we've already been contacted by Berry and Halifax um, to arrange games this year, but we'll also play teams like Hull. So we'll play Hull home and away um, at different points in time. Um, really, we try and play the same team that Grimsby are playing in the afternoon, but on occasion it will just be that we'll play uh, a local team on the way through. So, for example, uh, a few years ago on the way through to Morecambe, we played Preston on the way. Um, but we'll also enter tournaments and we do charity games. So over the last few years, we've raised about 15 grand charity. We obviously did the boycott game. So there's a lot of different bits and pieces to get involved in. Um, even if it's just, as I say, that you just want to come down and just meet a new group of people and have a quick beer with us afterwards. The question we put out on Twitter is about, about thoughts and feelings. The vast majority of those question, answers are about the food and how much they like them. And now I'm really hungry because both Richard Young and Jason C87 have sent in boxes, pictures of food. What are those things? Are they Scottish eggs or fish bites? Did anybody else see them? They seem to have like little croquettes. And then also, oh, don't send me this stuff. That's not fair. Is there anything that's good? Uh, Michael Yarborough, Geordie Mariner said, uh, I wonder what the old regime are thinking about all the progress made in a relatively short space of time and how jealous they are of the new owners as Pettits and Stockwood are the real deal, I don't think they've got the emotional intelligence to feel jealous about anything, if I'm being entirely honest. And who cares anyway, really? Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, we've moved on, haven't we? We've moved on. Yeah, I do like to, you know, boo them. Um, Jamie Roberts says, will, will the promotion parade end up now? I'm not answering that question. Uh, I didn't read that before. Sorry, I'm not cussing it. Look, hey, I'm happy to. Um, if Vernon comes back and, and, and Bogle is obviously coming back any day now, so, you know, then I'll be happily on board the, the promotion train until then. Uh, Wayne Brightmore just wanted to say on behalf of the trust, can I say a massive thank you to all those that came and supported the soft opening of the fan zone. I mean, you've got two, at least two people on this podcast that are very happy and I'm really looking forward to seeing it and seeing what's going to happen there. Uh, ben GTFC, the former coach said as an exile and uh, as an exile, the club and you guys too, the communication using different platforms is first class. We will have some bumps along the way, but the new regime and ethos is building into something special. Looking forward to Hyde game on Friday night. What games have we got left? We've got Hyde, obviously. Uh, we've got the Brawley game. I don't think that counts, but I mean, I'm treating that as a preseason. Al um, Alfreton and Boston. Alfreton and Bo Boston's going to be amazing. Who's going to go to their first game at the there at the Jakeman Community Stadium? I am very jealous. Um, that is going to be a me mega game. And they obviously smashed Lincoln City 5-0 a couple of days ago, uh, which was quite amusing. Hannah, are they still reeling from that? Do they understand that their bubble has well and truly burst or are they all still in their weird land of delusion? Um, I don't know why you're treating me as a spokesperson for Lincoln. <laughs> oh, well, we have to. You're the only person brave enough to do so. I Honestly, I haven't got a clue. I'm still working from home, so I'm actually not in Lincoln that much at the moment. <laughs> I think, oh, well. you, I think you need to distance yourself from these statements, Alex, <laughs> quite quickly. I think there's a, I feel a bit of uh, anger building up and I'm not sure when we all get together that you I think you need to just watch your back. 
What with uh, why the Lincoln Massive coming behind me? Are they? You might, uh, over, you might get hit over the imp with a with a what, crockery imp. Check, what, what, yo, well, they're already too busy dismantling them anyway. No, what we can't have nice things. That's why. Um, that it'll wasn't a who, your one. A who, a who, a who done it? And there'll be a there'll be a lineup that's got Hannah on it, John Fenty, Nick Dale, and Philip Day. There'll be there'll be uh, Matt Green. And Matt be, Green's got to be there. It'll be it'll be a, a who done it when you're on the floor in docks. It won't be Matt Green. <laughs> he'll have missed if he swung. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Hannah? The uh, the imp that got beheaded was beheaded by a guy from Scunthorpe, so it probably was football related. Oh what. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is why we can't have nice things. See, the man from Scunthorpe went to Lincoln uh, and saw. Um, he just wanted to make it look a little bit he more. Probably, like he probably thought it was some sort of love rival. Oh uh, well, um, and I guess then we've got obviously quite a few bits coming up for us. So we've got Kevin Donovan on the podcast next week. Paul Groves, Bruce isn't telling me the time and location for our pout and one. I assume I'm not allowed on it, uh, but. Um, it is coming. So we've got lots of players to come and it's only going to get bigger and bigger for the Broadly game. Uh, we're hopefully going to be there and, and, and giving some um, giving some interviews too, uh, which should be brilliant. The players are still coming thick and fast. Are any of those, Bruce, that you were looking forward to? They've released a few in the last couple of days, haven't they? I've actually got to the point now where I can't keep up. I, I uh, It's a blur. I mean, some of these players that Harry Willis was was playing when I in my first couple of seasons up front. Um who did they announce the other day? Um, Andy Dixon, was it? A fullback? I'm, apologies if I've got the name wrong. Um, but yeah, I just, it was, it's just a never ending chain. I mean, what the things that, the things that Matt and Macker are doing is exceptional. I just, how big is that shirt going to be that, you know, want, you want signing? It's going to have to be massive. I'll have to bring one of my old ones from the 90s. Right. Um, Let's go through some of these players if you know them, because I'll be honest, I don't. Andy Dixon, you've already mentioned. Yeah. Saw yeah. him play? I, I, no, I've, I've, I don't think so. Dave Burgess? No, he was, I think he was mid 86, 87 time, could be wrong. Kevin Kilmore? No, no, I've seen, I've got footage of Kevin, um, but no, I haven't seen him. He, he was, he was signed after we in, got promoted, well, when we in the Division 3 promotion for the season, I think 79, 80, I think. Dono Reardon? No, don't know. I didn't see Don play, but he was he got he got relegated twice. Um, but he was a cracking player. He got player of the year the season we got relegated from division. He, sorry, he was in the dif, he was in the, the team of the year for division three the year we got relegated in eighty seven eighty eight. He's got a bit of a Michael Atherton look to him there on the picture. I can see uh, Gary Henshaw. No, I didn't see Gary play. Gary's on Twitter. He's uh, in Bolton now. He, he moved to Bolton after town and he settled there. Uh, and then Dave Boylan, we don't need to mention because we all know Dave. Uh, Roger Willis, you've mentioned already. He's a young, got... young forward at town. I think he went to Barnet after at some point in his career. Andy Moore. No, I didn't see Andy play. I think he was, was he a, I don't know where, where, where position Andy Moore played. I know where obviously Dave and Kev played, but I don't know where Andy played. Is that is that Dave's brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, he was the, the third, the third brother that was around at the same time, but they, they, they never all played in the same team. And then Steve Sherwood, yeah, we all know Steve Sherwood. That's scary though because Steve's, I think, in his sixties now, and it makes me feel very old that he was uh, um, around when I, you know, he was my the, the first goalkeeper that I was watching him and Paul Reese. Um, but yeah, it makes me feel very old that he's simulating my dad. You see, Hannah, that's Bruce is old. You're not at 27. Don't worry about it. 
Steve Sherwood is 67 now. He's catching Anna. <laughs> um, uh, there's one coming from Dave, and we've probably got to address it. I, I don't know how we do so. I think we've talked about it before. But um, proud, he said there was pride of the, the new ethos of the club and such a reward for such loyal servants in the way in the way that we did with James McEwen. Um, and then he mentions the the booing as well that took place when the players took the knee. I haven't really heard much of it. Um, I did. I was half asleep, but I did hear it. He said it was shocking to hear it first hand. We all need to make a stand. I got to agree. I think, I think the England, personally anyway, um, speaking from the England side of things from the the summer, I think it's pretty clear what these players are doing. And these are our players that come here. Um, we are a predominantly white area, and um, the the club, we need to make a stand for those who potentially may feel any sort of abuse is is it being aimed at them and it is such a shame that people don't understand that and if your mates are doing it all I would ask them to do is have a chat with them and and see why they're doing it because I'll be honest I don't think the Grimsby Town players are currently in the in the uh, in the midst of uh, a Marxist agenda uh, (laughs) at the club I don't know if anybody else wants to add anything to it it's quite a difficult subject to continue to go over i will say that in the pontoon the applause did drown it out pretty quickly um yeah it was only a a tiny few seconds where you could hear booze if if that makes sense it was also it was also right before kickoff and it was a pre-season friendly it was very quiet at the time when they did it and you would have heard three people booing the upper and you would still have heard it if that makes sense so I, I I think it was a, you know, it was a small minority. Um, I don't see how you can um, stamp it out because I think, like you, like Hannah says, I think if people want to clap and and drown it out, that's probably the way forward because the people the people that do it, you can never prove um, clearly why they but why they're doing it. You know they can say one thing and they can, or or they can, you know, and they can mean it. Or the, the, there are others who are doing it for another reason. Or I, I think, I think, I think the clapping is, um, I think the clapping is the way forward for those that want to, um, you know, outdo the booing. If you make, if that makes sense. Look, I, but the thing is, I guess the thing is that they'll be mates of somebody and they'll be friends of someone. I'd like to think we're all a family in town. Our political persuasions are vast and and different as our opinions on things, but whether you think it is a part of Black Lives Matters who are some sort of Marxist, Marxist organisation, these are our players, they represent you and our club and our community and it does nobody, anybody any good if you're starting the game by booing them. And it's not a great introduction to those new players who have joined, who are a part of the town and after all the nice things that we've done, after the changes and the positive changes the club have made, is the first thing you're going to do is boo them. Keep your opinion to yourself at that moment. If you don't want to support it, you don't want to applaud it, that's absolutely fine. If you've got your opinions on that, then continue to just just keep your mouth shut because it's not doing anybody any, any favours. Um, and if it is your mate and they're booing, have a chat. Like You don't have to out them as a racist. They don't, they're not necessarily racist because they are booing, but they need to understand that that message that they're sending is detrimental and does nobody no good is, is my thought on it. Um, but um, that's a negative thing to end on. What can we end on? That's more positive than that. Alan um, Powton. Alan Powton. Oh, I'm not allowed on that podcast. I'm Someone's going to have to take the mute button away from me or something. And I'll turn the camera off. Or the food. Uh, we, we could end on the food. You've allowed that when you come up. Oh, do you know what? When I come up, there are so many things I need. Like 
I go to Steele's, obviously, uh, which is an exile is not good because a load of my friends on Facebook don't live in Grimsby. So the second anybody gets back, there's just a picture of Steele's on whatever they've got. Uh, then there's Lakins. I like a pasty from Lakins. There's nowhere else in the world that does them. Then you've got, um, where else would you go? I don't know. The Beast Burgers in Kilby, you've got them as well. And now I've got Blundell Park where I'm going. And you've got beer at Doc's Beers as well, obviously. Um, I'm going to be, I'm twice the size as I would be when I finish. It's not good for anybody's health. Where else would you suggest people go when they come to Cleethorpes and Grimsby? You sounds guys. Like you should, sounds like you should bring your trainers and come running with me down the front. <laughs> well, as long as you put a Beast Burger in front of my face, I'll be running pretty quickly. <laughs> Just tie it You can run from my house to Brown's down the prom for a fry up if you want. Oh, that'd be nice. And Brown's Butchers, where my dad works, they do a great sausage roll and all. Um, oh, man, don't, don't start. But it just feels like the, the, the cuisine in the town as well is getting better. There are so many things other than fish and chips that we can now sort of proudly boast about. Um, has anybody got anything else to add before we end on this rambling end? Good. Join us next week. We're going to have Paul Groves on. We're going to have Kevin Donovan on. They're going to speak far more fluently than I am and the rest of us. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. And then we've only got a couple of weeks as well before we can discuss the high game. We can go to Broadly. And I mean, how did you feel Macca's reception was? We never really touched on that. It's for, for Macca. We've had the interview with him. He was incredible. Um, it was great to see him. So 3,000, I thought, wasn't too bad for a preseason. Uh, and I hope, he's, hope him and Chloe and the rest of the family really enjoyed it. We, I think we've got a special guy there. I don't know if anybody wants to mention it before we leave. No, it was a good reception. Um, and uh, it was done well with the Rotherham players and fans as well, to be fair to them. They uh, they joined in at both pre-game and when he was subbed off towards the end. So uh, you'd have been a bit unlucky with your 90th minute penalty, Alex, because Ollie Battersby would have been coming up to take it. Um, <laughs> But they know just bring him back on. I'm also disappointed that Hurst didn't come on for Rotherham or something. I mean, this is, I'm really disappointed that the testimonials are no longer the it's a knockout of football. There was no goalie tied to the posts like you've been talking about. Yeah, exactly. My dad has really oversold the testimonial. Um, But um, there's obviously a link as well. If you didn't get to go, you can contribute money towards Macca and, and, and you can do that. Broadly ones out there. We'll also tweet Ian's link out for the Internet Mariners. Anybody else got anything to add before for Macca before we go? And I can shut it off. Nice one. Right. Pleasure to speak to you all. Bruce, Ian, Hannah, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, we shall all speak to you very soon. <laughs>